Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Eastern Time, you're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, a little information from Patty Miglin. I love Patty. We've had her on the show before. This was featured in Engage Moms, and you may actually get these emails. If you don't, I I totally recommend that you do them. Um, She was actually at the Chicago Auto Show, and I didn't know this, but it's the largest auto show in North America, and there's thousands and thousands of people that get there, and of course, women are a large uh, constituency uh, of automobiles, as I'm sure you know, Um, and in fact, a lot of uh, car makers don't necessarily target women, although I think they're doing a much, much better job at it, but anyway... Patty, in her article for Engage Mom, was saying that, you know, in looking at the automotive industry and brands, what are some of the things that she thinks are really successful in connecting those brands with women specifically? So one of the things that she recommends is, of course, as we all know, give them an experience. Uh, Chevy is an example that she calls out, partnering with influential mom bloggers who drove, you know, makes and moms models over a period of time, and they ended up, of course, talking about their experiences behind the, re- the wheel. We know that um, talking about your product is one thing, getting moms to experience it is quite another, and then seeing how those products fit into their daily lives is yet a third step. And we all know that if we use it and we have a good, positive reaction to it, we are going to share it with others, and that's really what brands are looking for. We know that laughter can cut through a lot and capture our attention. One of the things that Patty called out was a viral video called Sienna's Swagger Wagon, and it really hit on those small things that only moms and dads can understand, and it really allowed moms to laugh at themselves. And, you know, what's part of the laughter is we see ourselves in that story and therefore we see ourselves being part of your brand so laughter really does make that connection um, and it really personalizes the brand to us we know too that uh, the devil's in the details no matter whether we're talking about car maintenance or if we're talking about groceries or if we're talking about just about anything in life Um, according to patty the auto aftermarket industry is starting to do just that pay attention to the details 
walls. Um, they're looking at softer lighting, more comfortable furniture, clean play areas for kids, so that when mom Mom is going to get the car serviced. You know, it, it feels a lot more comfortable. It's a lot less scary than it used to be. And um, ultimately, you know, if she values those things, which we all do, she's going to come back over and over again. So thanks to Patty for those thoughts. Um, you can always uh, see Patty's articles in Chicago Parent if you happen to be in the Midwest and get that magazine. Well, our purse profile today is the coach queen and yes she is the queen uh, of the home there's more than 1.6 million of these women out there in their mid-30s she does stay at home even though she's got a college degree she's purposely decided to spend her time at home raising her two kids which is about the average for this demographic and her household income is more than $115,000 she is focused on really looking at her home making sure that it's comfortable and fashionable. She's interested in the arts. She loves to travel. Um, and she loves to do family events, especially in a grand scale. So kind of think of a Martha Stewart only skewing younger because she's in her mid-30s. She's shopping for the best price and does hit the clearance rack to, to look for those deals. She's focused on the environment as well and really big at recycling. So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with our coach queen? Well, friends. We already talked a lot about um, how that word of mouth really does drive preference. Um, well, friends do influence her. Store environment is also critically important. And those magazines, she does read them. She gets ideas from them. So whether it be shape or parenting or traditional home, and she's online as well quite a bit. And she's a big consumer of TV shows, especially those around the home like HGTV and TLC and Food Network, and then she also gets her news from Fox News, and she's online with the kids a lot, too, at Disney and Nickelodeon. Well, my guests for the program know a lot about women, know a lot about moms. Mary Van Note and Beth Perro Jarvis are both partners in Ginger, which is a brand and custom research consultancy. We've had both of these women on before. They always provide really insightful takeaways about women and what they want today. And interestingly enough, What Women Want is the name of their recurring uh, study, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that with Mary and Beth when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. The SES Conference and Expo is making a springtime stop to New York City, March 25th through the 28th. SES New York 2013 is moving to a brand new venue in the heart of Times Square at the New York Marriott Marquis. Register now at SESConference.com. SES New York 2013 features some of the best and brightest minds in search and social marketing with keynote addresses by top-level executives from Google, Twitter, ESPN, and more. SES New York 2013 will also feature a loaded expo hall and Texpo Pavilion. On-site training by the Click Z Academy, WebmasterRadio.fm's annual search bash, and so much more. Register before Thursday, February 21st and save $600 off early bird registration. SES New York 2013 at the New York Marriott Marquis in the heart of Times Square, March 25th through the 28th. Register now at SESConference.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today are Mary Van Note and Beth Perra Jarvis, both of them partners in Ginger, a brand and custom research consultancy. And I'm really excited to have you ladies back on the program. It's been a while, but each and every time you're on, you have something so new and insightful to share. Welcome back. Thanks, Maria. Well, and... And I know you're preparing to release the results of your fifth annual What Women Want results coming up in just a month or in, and maybe maybe even two months, right? Yeah, we are um, just about to field the study. We like to be able to, to present the results right around the Mother's Day timeframe. We find that's really useful for marketers, and, and there's just sort of a lot of interesting content, women-oriented content that we can get to that way. Yes, I noticed that um, last year... Things came out around Mother's Day, and it is a wonderful time to kind of release the results of that annual survey. And I'm curious what topics you're going to be exploring this year. Well, this year we're going to ask moms about their latest views on Mother's Day and motherhood so that we can get the -the up-to-the-minute information on trends for our retailers. But we're going to add in an interesting question that we didn't ask last year, year, which is how do non-moms feel about Mother's Day? Of course, Everyone can participate in Mother's Day because everyone has a mom, but how do you feel when you're not a mother and there's some friction in the women community between moms and non-moms? And so do they feel left out? Do they feel it's all about somebody else? Or do they really not care? Are they into the joy of motherhood even though they're not moms themselves? And, of course, these women actually hopefully have moms, so there's still, I'm sure, some type of meaning related to Mother's Day. Hopefully, it'll uh, clearly your panel will be able to tell us, though. Yeah, they will. And one of the things we found in previous years is sometimes when you're a mom and you're very involved in primary caregiving, with when your kids are really kind of very involving at younger ages, some moms kind of resent Mother's Day if it's all about their mom or their husband's mom and they have to go and, you know, kind of um, cook a big meal for their husband's mom who has kids who are grown, who isn't working with kids all day long, and they sometimes want the Mother's Day to be about themselves. So, our question is, do non-moms feel that way, that they feel like it's a day that doesn't have anything to do with them, or do they love celebrating the other moms in their lives? 
Well, that will be fascinating results. I look forward to reading all about it. Now, I know you go out and you talk to your alpha panel around the What Women Want survey each and every year. Talk a little bit about who, uh, who comprises the alpha panel. Well, the Alpha Panel is about 400 women who are um, nationwide. We we tend to have them concentrated in about 10 major markets, but there are you know women here and there that that kind of fill in, um, even though we're we're concentrated in the larger cities. Now they tend to be um, what we would qualify as sort of ahead of the curve women. So they are incredibly outspoken. They tend to be pretty articulate. They just are sort of really curious types who are on top of everything. And and what we find is that Every woman has um, one or two women like these in their circle. She might be the one. It might be her best girlfriend. And whether your circle is you're at the office, in the neighborhood, at the school, in your gardening club, in your parenting group, whatever it might be, whatever your interest or whatever occupies your time, there are those sort of alpha women that stand out in any group who have the first and foremost opinion on sort of just about any topic. And all the other women tend to sort of look to her because she's smart she um, sort of tells you where things are going, what the bottom line is right now, and we all look to her for opinion. So that's why we comprise our panel of women like that so that they can help our marketing clients sort of know what's around the bend. Well, and for sure, if they're influencers, we definitely want to be able to tap into them. And I know you tap into this panel pretty much any time, not only for the What Women Want annual uh, survey that you do, but you are able to go to them with specific things that your clients may want, correct? Yes, we do a lot of proprietary research with our clients. We work with a lot of consumer-based marketers in all sorts of categories, and they often will want to know what alpha women want, either because they're influencing the mass market or because they can kind of predict what's going to happen in the next, say, six months to two years. So all sorts of marketers from large and small will want to talk to all women and they find it to be, they find that the women are very articulate and can kind of cut to the chase and get them the information they need without having to do endless rounds of focus groups or mall intercepts or something like that. So it's more efficient and um, it's more fun. Well, and it's interesting because I know I was reading some results um, not too terribly long ago around what your alpha panel, alpha panel wanted when it uh, when in their next president, and at the time, of course, we hadn't had the presidential election. November hadn't happened. So I'm curious, as you reflect on kind of what those women were seeking in their next president, do you feel like they ended up getting that? I'm curious about the findings of that particular question. Well, you know, it was really interesting because we did. We asked them to kind of come up with the recipe for the perfect president. And this, again, was fielded before we had Election Day. But at that time, they were kind of looking for a five-ingredient recipe. And when we studied, you know, the results and then ultimately um, President Obama, Obama was reelected, um, and now the things that are being tackled, you know, it really hits home. I think these women really identified what, you know, other women, what other Americans were looking for. You know, they wanted someone, first and foremost, that could really manage our economy and sort of put a focus back squarely on the middle class um, and those of us that, you know, are kind of the bread and butter folks in America that uh, need to do better given our, our, our more struggling economy. So that was the, the number one ingredient that they were looking for. And they really said, I believe Obama is the one that can deliver on that. And here you go. He was reelected. So it's just kind of right. interesting. And we know that 
one of the reasons he was reelected was women. So it's just, it's interesting how those kind of aligned. And I know in that same list of questions, I mean, looking at the perfect presidential candidate um, was one of them, but you also looked at the economy at that time and shopping habits. And as you said, Mother's Day, because you do that every year. I'm just curious, what were some of the ahas that came out of the results of that particular survey? About the Mother's Day? Yes. Yeah, well, then, um, I think that women were very interested, and this was somewhat, I think, controversial because a lot of women have different opinions on this, but um, women wanted to be, their number one response they wanted from Mother's Day was to be queen for a day or to have a significant gift. And the reasons behind those were that they wanted you in the family to really make much of them and really think about them and give them a gift that shows how much you know how much they do. So moms feel that they... They are on 24-7, wiping down the counter, taking everybody to soccer, managing the homework, doing all that stuff. And when it's their day, they want you to really know them, appreciate them, and put a lot of elbow grease into your, um, into your gift. So if it's something that you pick up, at, you know, we heard horror stories. If you pick it up at Super America, you know, like the morning of, or if you happen to be a 35-year-old man and you're doing a homemade gift with a Sharpie marker in the kitchen right before, it kind of betrays that you haven't really thought about it. And since they think about you and your family all, you know, 365 days a year, they want you to think about them and put some more sort of sweat equity and thought into the gift. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because as much as we've all been kind of conditioned to learn, like, send a beautiful card, and, and you know, our moms and our alpha panelists are not saying that a beautiful card is the wrong thing to do, but it sort of says when you care enough to send the very least, you know, <laughs> just run out to the convenience store and spend maybe seven minutes and pick out a card. And, you know, as Mary just said, it just doesn't equate to all that she's doing for the family, for the household, for everyone all the time. That's right. It has to be equitable, people. Keep that in mind. And I know we're just past Valentine's Day, so there may be women out there who were disappointed around Valentine's Day. It's time to make it up around Mother's Day. Now, I know you, you tend to ask questions around the economy and shopping habits as well year over year and kind of try to track that. We know that this economy, we've been living with this new normal now for four or five years. What are some of the things that you've found that she's learned to live without? And conversely, what are those things she refuses to live without? Well, um, well we've seen a shift. Um, Beth, you want to go into what she, what she won't live without, and I'll do what she is living without? Yeah. So, you know, she's definitely fueling more money into paying down debt and, and kind of getting the savings account bolstered up again. So that's probably one of the first things that she's going to put money towards. But there are still things that she's saying, I absolutely need to, to do these things each year. And one of them is for the major seasons, for spring and fall, she really is looking to add a few new apparel items to kind of bolster the closet. In, in a couple of years ago, what we would see is I'm really not going to buy any major new apparel items. I might get a few accessories. I might get a scarf or, uh, you know, a really modest handbag or something like that. Where this past um, survey, we really found that they had appropriated enough budget to be able to get a few new fun things for the season. So a couple new cardigans or a great new pair of those skinny colored jeans or, or things like that. Um, she also said that the gym membership um, is really important, you know, keeping up her fitness and eating out is important. You know, they're cooking how many nights a week, getting to go eat out once in a while is something that she prioritizes and she'll put some money towards. And the things that she is willing to, that she may have 
you know, have crept into the budget in the go-go 2000s that are now, that came off in the recession and are not coming back on are things like premium cable. She's not willing to pay for premium cable. And by the way, you can get Hulu or Netflix now and it seems like it's a better value. Um, a lot of women are saying that they're doing their own nails and they're not going to the nail salon the way they used to. And of course, Nails have exploded as a fashion category in the last two or three years, and a lot of it is do-it-yourself that you can find at, you know, the drugstore or Target and Walmart. Um, she still wants a great haircut, but she's willing to do hair color on her own, particularly those ladies who are either just covering gray or doing a single process color. It's relatively easy to do that. Hair coloring um, in the box has become, you know, better and better all the time. So you can get better color and do it the way you want to. And um, finally, she is um, not doing the fancy espresso drinks at the coffee shop so much as she used to. She's either, um, you know, cutting out a visit or two a week of that or just going with the plain coffee and not going for those fancy drinks, which can up be 3 4 $5. And that can really eat into your household budget. Well, and I'm curious, I mean, just year over year, do you think that women's fixation on saving and paying down debt is going to remain the same, or do you think maybe she's choosing to kind of release the pocketbook, if you will, the purse strings, and pay a little bit more for some other things? You know, I, I think that this whole down economy has been, it's been so protracted that this, it's no longer the new normal, it's just the normal, you know. So having to strike a balance between thoughtful spending and regular savings, that's become the norm. And what you hear are, are things like, you know, women saying, hey, you know, we're doing pretty well. We really are. It's not that we can't afford these things, but we're just being a lot more thoughtful these days and we're being less impulsive. So we, we're doing some splurges, but they're a little bit more more planful. They're not just live in the moment for the moment. Um, so we do think that she's going to continue to keep an eye towards keeping that debt managed, you know, paying off debt when it does creep up, but it doesn't mean that she's not going to have a little fun now and again, too. But no, do we see it swinging back? Not unless the economy takes a pretty dramatic shift upward. Probably not. Yeah, and we're not really anticipating that, are we? I no, think we're, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> I think, sadly, it's going to be status quo for a while. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I do want to ask you both, kind of what are those female-focused trends that you're watching right now? More from Beth and Mary when we return in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Discuss and shape the future of performance marketing in New York City, March 12th to the 13th at the Performance Marketing Insights Conference. Come hear from and talk to other global industry leaders as they share how they're developing new revenue streams, deploying the latest technologies, preparing for increased regulation, and leveraging for the most effective digital advertising channels. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can save 15% on registration by using the promo code WEBMPMI15. That's WEBMPMI15. For more information and to register today, visit PerformanceMarketingInsights.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. 
Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I've been talking today with Beth Perro Jarvis and Mary Van Note of Ginger, which is a brand and custom research consultancy. And we've been talking a lot about the What Women Want survey that comes out annually from Ginger and the alpha panel that fuels those results and some really good insights around uh, women's new economic normal and the things that they're willing to give up and those things that they absolutely refuse to live without. And I'm curious. I mean, we're already into February. It's hard. I just cannot believe how fast this year is going. I am sure you're probably keeping your eyes out on some female-focused trends this year. Can you share a little bit about what um, you're, you're really finding interesting these days? Yeah, we've actually been doing um, some, keeping a, keeping a close eye on some different uh, women subgroups. Right now, we are, we are looking closely at lower to middle-income moms and young moms and um, Hispanic moms and Walmart moms because we think that there are some behavioral trends that are um, starting there that are going to go into the mass market or already have gone into the mass market. And those moms are very, very value-driven, as you can imagine, and they've been very value-driven um, before the recession and during the recession. But what's happening now is they're very uncompromising, they're very fashion-focused, and they are demanding um, better fashion, faster fashion, higher quality items, even better service from the um, retail brands that they are using. So just because you're delivering something at a bargain basement low price doesn't mean that you're going to win their wallet anymore. Um, They want the same amount of quality and the same amount of service and stuff that you can get in the middle market. It's putting a lot of pressure on retailers to be able to get that price point down but still provide those bells and whistles that this mom who is, um, you know, going to get what she wants, and she's very loud and proud about her family budget. Um, and if you don't deliver for her, she's going to go find somebody else who will. So it's very interesting trend. Yeah, it's interesting how we don't want to give up anything, right? I mean, we we want what we want for the price we want, but we want we want a lot for our money. And yeah. you know, it, it really is forcing companies to have to adapt products and services accordingly. And it may or may not make business sense for them. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how companies are kind of getting their heads around this demand that's being created by the economic downturn and that we don't want to give anything up. No, Um, and you'll see if you look into pricing research that if you drop your price for a while, people will say, wow, that's a really great price. And I guess I can give up some of the extras because it's a great price. But just like we talked about the new normal becoming normal, low prices are now just the price. 
And so if it's the price, then I should be able to get what I want for the price. You know, it's not bargain-based and low anymore. It's, it's their normal now. Yes, exactly. If you start giving it away, you're going to get stuck into giving it away all the time because you're right. People yep. come to expect it, and that's bad for business. Um, and speaking of business, I know you guys work with some really fascinating clients. I'm curious if you have... Um, a particular piece of business, maybe a case story or so, that you felt was really a breakthrough um, when it comes to connecting and engaging women that people who are listening today could could really learn from? Well, I, I think I, I would bring up um, two examples. And this these are two very large yet very different companies that appeal to, in many ways, very different audiences, but they both manage to connect brilliantly and do well. And they really represent, in a nutshell, the whole high-low trend that we're always hearing about, and that's both Walmart and Nordstrom. We've worked with both of those companies in the last year, and it's kind of amazing to witness how, with extremely different strategic playbooks, they're able to really connect with women. Um, Walmart, in the case of Walmart, really that mom, that household main mainstream CEO who is having to, you know, do more for less with for her family, and she really looks to Walmart as this incredibly critical resource um, for providing everything from, you know, stocking the pantry and all of the groceries through everything for her kids, from clothing to toys to electronics to all those household items, and they have done a great job of creating a customer that is literally in their store two times a week, you know, buying the milk, but then getting you know, a new toy for the kids. And the value that they deliver is just sort of unbeatable. And so it, it's interesting to, you know, even pit a Walmart against other off-price retailers and, you know, Walmart is just far and away the value leader and, and really satisfies a need for that value play Walmart mom. On the other end of the spectrum, you have a Nordstrom who has managed to keep their prices high. They have managed to stick to their guns in not having a sale every other minute. Um, they have, they've never done that. That's not been their legacy. And, and even with all the economic pressure, they never turn to that as a strategy. And yet their customers would tell you that they deliver tremendous day in and day out value and they are a great resource for them when they're, you know, replenishing the closet each season. So you have two different retailers that manage to really listen to their customer. They manage to really, I think, get to know their customer at a pretty intimate level. And because they do that, because they listen, because they talk to them all the time, they have extreme loyalty. Well, and you talk about value, and it's interesting because for the Walmart consumer, the value is the low price, right? You're going to give me the lowest price. For a Nordstrom consumer, yeah, they don't drop their prices, but there is another value equation there. And I'm just curious if the customer service element keeps coming up with Nordstrom, or are they as strong on that? So do women feel like they're getting more even though they're not paying, you know, those lower prices as perhaps some other department stores? Yeah, the Nordstrom customer, um, and again, the Nordstrom customer is more similar demographically to the woman you talked about at the beginning of the show, the um, the coach Rich queen shopper. Yeah. Um, so she is higher income, but you know she has little time. She is pressured. She has a hectic life, um, and that service and that gracious environment is something that she really just loves. She can go in and, and they will just turn cartwheels for her and do whatever she needs. You know, in terms of finding her what she needs and finding her the right size and so on. And the whole environment is so lovely and beautiful and gracious that she feels like she's having a spa experience in the store. And then at the same time, the fashion or the items that she's getting, she knows they're always very high quality 
Um, she knows they're given their quality at the best price that Nordstrom can find, and she knows that they're a little different. She doesn't want to see herself coming and going. So she doesn't want to buy the black cardigan from Target, which may be totally fine, but she wants something with um, cashmere in it or um, lace detail or beautiful buttons or something like that. So she looks um, like the special sort of accomplished discerning woman that she feels she is. So that is, in fact, a value to her. Um, yeah. So she really appreciates that for Nordstrom. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear about the results of your um, upcoming What Women Want survey. I know you said that you'll have that out around Mother's Day. So yeah. hopefully, you know, um, maybe we can have you back on to share the results of that. Beth and Mary, it's always a pleasure to have you on Purse Rings. Thanks so much for being on today. Thank you. Thank you. And for everyone listening today, if you want to learn more about Ginger, check out gingerminneapolis.com. You'll learn more about Beth and Mary and all the wonderful things that they do for brands there at Ginger. Thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.